Welcome to the Wesleyan Storytelling Project. I'm Mia Lobel, class of 1997. This week's story is from Marie Carol DeRosier and Marva Angel, both class of 1983. They reminisce about being African-American on campus during turbulent times and how the community pulled together under the leadership of President Colin Campbell. I grew up in New York City in a, in a Haitian household. So it was all Caribbean food. This was my first time away from home. I didn't eat, and I was telling her when we were eating the cookies at the picnic, I didn't eat much the first year because I didn't, ha I didn't know 90% of the food. It was all, you know, partly American food, partly I don't know what it was. And so I ate cookies <laughs> and salad up. and bread, and I gained so much weight. I told her, I remember these cookies because this was yeah, my breakfast. I was telling her at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And that was huge for me. I remember... I was, okay, I'm away from home. And I remember actually my parents driving away and they had some kind of horrible iced tea as a reception. <laughs> and I was there and they said, oh, okay. And they left and I started crying after they left. I was like, oh, my family's gone. You know, my sister left, everybody left, my mom, my dad. And I was like, wow, my dad left everybody and they left me by myself. And I was like, what am I doing here, you know? And being, of course, being away from home. I lived in New York also in Queens. And I'm an only child, so now for me, it's being away from home and an only child and just getting used to being on my own. It was a huge adjustment, but I think because everyone was so friendly, you know, it made a huge difference. Yeah, and then there was a very strong, to me, the African-American students on campus were very close. Mm, and that's what was and and also very, very attractive to me. Because in the other places, that you did have an African-American presence, but it was a little scattered. But here it was very, it was more organized. The upperclassmen knew the Loika and everyone. Yeah. And they knew their history. And, you know, you had a Malcolm X house, a Center for African-American Studies. And I felt like, okay, there's part of me here, too. I didn't feel totally like I'm coming to a foreign place, foreign land, <laughs> far with that, that I didn't <laughs> where feel, where do be. I belong? There's a little bit. And then there was someone to kind of hold spirits. your hand yes. to bring you through. So I think that that was the clincher for me. Uh, racism was... Unfortunately, here, there was a KKK group in Meriden that would come mm -hmm. and kept putting posters up yeah, on campus. That was scary. That, they tried to run me off the road. I was going I to town to get groceries, and this guy, yeah. you know, yeah. used the N-word and came up with the truck on the <laughs> sidewalk to run me off. And I was just like, you know, being from New York, you're so used to minorities. You're not used to yeah. this. And then they would march on High Street, was it? Mm -hmm. And they would march with America for Whites Only. And then one time we had to be escorted. Was oh, yeah, one time we had true. to be escorted was to a class? Big, um, they wanted to rape big, all the black women on, on, campus. on campus. And so, so the president said that we all the black yeah, women had to have escort uh, service yeah. to classes at night. We had to take the shuttle. We <laughs> couldn't walk to class, oh, yeah. and the FBI got involved when we got letters in our mailboxes. And so that was a big step for me because actually we had a moratorium. The president closed mm -hmm. the campus down. He said, I want us to have um, focus groups in the dorms, yeah, and the, we had focus groups in the dorms and the lab and everything, and we got to talk to each other, and people got to ask questions about how it is being African-American yeah. in the country. And it did and open the eyes that, for some of the it, other students, yes. too, that was never faced with that before. Right. I never realized that, wow, this does still happen in the United States. Right, right. That, a lot of people didn't. That was a big learning curve. For that was, yeah. So I think that I took away. I still students. remember it because it's very traumatic for me. And um, 
But I realized during the focus group that some people said, well, you know what? I've never really seen a black person before. Mm -hmm. I saw them on TV only. Where I come from, small town, wherever they were from, middle America. She said, we don't really have black people in our town. I said, you're kidding. And so (laughs) that was, it was an eye opener for me to know that the, you know, New York City was not the typical America. You know, and so coming from Haiti and, you know, settling in New York City, this is not all America. There's a whole different America that I didn't know. And I think I took that away as, okay, this is something that at first I was very angry and very hurt. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to any white people at all while I'm here. And I was just like, but that whole time, you know, the moratorium that he did. and, And the fact that the campus to me, was very open, except the students open. were really very sort much. of like, oh my God, because we can't they were making going an effort this. to understand right. what was really happening. Right. How do you guys feel as right. black people, black right. students on the campus? Right. And I think that was that was helpful. That was very helpful because yeah. they were very empathetic, like, wow, mm-hmm. I just had to study for the exam, but you had to call an escort <laughs> to get to the exam. You know, and they're yeah. saying, my God, how much stress was that? And just having someone understand yeah. made a big difference. And I said, okay, wait, there are racists in this world. And that, that was, and you just have to know that this is how the world is, but not everyone is a racist, and you have to separate it. And that, to me, was a big learning experience that helped me when I left because I did run into racism when I left, you know. So, you know, especially medical school, you know, I don't want a black doctor touching me. You know, you introduce yourself as a doctor. They're like, when will the doctor get here? I'm like, okay, I just introduced myself as a doctor. But it's okay. And then, oh, and then, oh, you went to medical school and everything? I said, no, I picked it up at Woolworth. You know, I was like, what do you, you know, they let me in this hospital to work on you because, you know, that kind of thing. And I was just like, it's okay. And I just would go on as opposed to before I took it in. But I think that the the fact that the administration was so receptive mm-hmm. and the yeah, students were so, so empathetic, it made a major impact that kind of got me through the racist part of dealing with living in the United States with, you know, so it really, to me, I took that out. And just, um, there are some good people and there's some people who are not so good, so, but that's okay, that's life. It's part know. of the life, mm-hmm. the life process. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to be back. (laughs) (laughs) That was Marie Carol DeRosier and Marva Angel, class of 1983. The Wesleyan Storytelling Project is an opportunity for alumni to share their memories of Wesleyan with the wider community. Please visit westconnect.wesleyan.edu slash storytelling if you'd like to get involved.